We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The Bernstein and Holmes Show. Middays, 10 a.m. till 2 on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Dan Bernstein. Lawrence Holmes. Joe Ostrowski is going to join us. What number would you have to see to not bet Travis Kelsey Who? <laughs> for for receptions or touchdowns in this game? If you had to bet one player to score a touchdown, both games combined, it just, just one, where would you go? And naturally, people would say running back for obvious reasons. I said Kelsey. <laughs> of anybody playing this weekend, I would look to Kelsey. I do like the Chiefs in the game. Correct. Mahomes looking. Right side throws. End zone. Touchdown. Travis Kelsey. Bernstein and Holmes, your midday destination for Chicago sports talk. I just saw this meme, a Brocky meme. Like, get out of here. Yeah, <laughs> oh, Brock he's Purdy. Brocky? Yeah, now they're putting, now these Niners fans are calling him Brocky. There is only one Brocky. Brock Forsey? It is the late, great <laughs> oh. Dave Brocky. Oh. Also known as Odorous Urungus of Guar. Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Now that is how you start your week. I don't know if this is Beefcake the Mighty. There you go. Happy Monday. What do I always say on this day? You know me. You know me long enough and well enough to know. The moment you know who's in the Super Bowl, decide who you think is going to win. Because usually that's your your first instinct, your best instinct. There's going to be two weeks of jibber-jabber and running of the mouths and the running of the bulls and the running of the BS. And by the time you get to kickoff, you're going to be completely confused and tired. So just decide now. What have you decided? Chiefs. I figured that's what you had decided. Because you go, oh, well, Patrick's got two weeks to yeah. rest. Yeah. So. And, and they have Travis Kelsey. And, and, he's, and he's got two weeks to rest that back. Yeah. I, I mean... Acupuncture, but, whatever he's going to need, and but I mean they do have a lot of injuries at wide receiver they that do. also need to be healed up before they can walk out there. Because it was that was one of the other takeaways that I had from watching Championship Sunday yesterday, just injury after injury after injury, and obviously you have the Eagles and Kansas City who played one less game than everyone else who was left in the tournament, but you start to go, huh? Is this cumulative? effect or is it just something weird and acute that happened Bosa yesterday I feel like he wasn't right from the first play of the game what a strange he... day mm-hmm. what a strange day like I don't know exactly what 
it happened? Because that one play when he fell down, and I, I don't know. Did you see what was going on with his brother? Because <laughs> you know he's he's a little bit more volatile. They're 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 both kind of garbage, aren't they? They are, but one's Joey is more volatile than Nick. So he's outside the game yesterday, wearing 49ers gear, like supporting his brother. And Eagles fans are just letting him have it. And he he like started taking steps toward them like he was going to do something. And then his family kind of said, oh. And so then he started yelling, oh, broke boys, broke boys. And I guess he was going into a special entrance. And the guys are like, we're going into the same entrance that you are. But, yeah, he's a. Uh, he had a, a time in Philly yesterday, and so did the 49ers. Like it was, I want to go back to what we were talking about in transition, though, because it's something that we didn't necessarily put on the list. We are going to talk about the broadcast, but the point that, that Molly and Haw made about the sideline, the lack of sideline reporting. Actual reporting. Sideline presentation is different. Sideline, here is a, a canned, prepared angle it's an essay. There's a lot of that. There's yeah, a lot and, of let's and, go to a person on the sideline who has a prepared essay. And it's I'm another fine, thing. I'm fine with that in pregame. Yeah. I, I think that that's totally fine if you're if you're setting an agenda with hey the, we talked with such and such this week and here's what they think are, is significant about this game. I think that there's nothing wrong with that. But it felt like other than, I thought Evan Washburn did a really good job yesterday. I, I really and Ray put him on the list of people that I want to talk to this week in in the second game. But in the first game, I'm just sitting there going, guys, the biggest story of this game is Brock Purdy's injury. And I felt like the booth was left hanging because there wasn't any real, like, strong sideline reporting. Mm -hmm. And as we said, some of this is agreement between – league and broadcast partner about what is and what isn't available. But we've seen in big games, even Super Bowls, we saw last week when when it was Patrick Mahomes that the reporting on Patrick Mahomes' ankle, even if you don't get an update from, from Kansas City, Here's what Mahomes did when he got to the sideline. Well, and, and and the fact the reporting on his ankle may have been wrong all week. But those saying there's no way that's a high ankle sprain. Right. A high ankle sprain is a well-known, relatively severe injury in the, treated in the NFL that is often a four- to five-week injury that usually doesn't even see you mobile at all for two weeks. That it, Garden variety ankle sprain is what a lot of people are saying that was based on looking at it, and this is this is what it was. You and him, him not necessarily needing any pain treatment before the game, mm-hmm. like him not taking a Toradol shot or anything like that before the game. It That's kind of how I felt. I'm like, it, maybe he just, we looked at it because of the way that his leg bent and you have someone landing on it. They were sitting there going, oh, well, that's a high ankle sprain. Yeah, I don't know why that narrative was just allowed to to be sown the way it was when it, I, I didn't hear from an expert. I mean, I, I, just on Twitter, you get to certain people you weigh in. I know Will Carroll and other people who are injury experts. And there's doctors out there. But but I think Rovell talked to some people, and he, he put it simply, I think, the morning of the game. He said there's no way it's possible that that was a high ankle sprain. 
and it needs to be now talked about as if it's an ankle sprain. Right, your garden variety ankle sprain that he was able to play with, and one would think if that is the case, and even if it's a high ankle sprain, he's going to be in a much better place physically than he was uh, yesterday. The, The thing that I thought was weird about it too, Dan, as we were talking about it throughout the week, was it it almost felt like because Patrick Mahomes makes so many off-time, off-schedule plays, it felt like people were like, well, now, I don't know, Patrick Mahomes is going to have to win from the pocket. Yeah, he had the most touchdowns from the pocket in football this year. It was very strange how, how that turned people into... You've never seen this guy play? Like he can do it all. Like he he's the unicorn at the position. It wasn't, he can do everything. And it isn't just that. It's where if you're going to give him credit for his ability to change his arm angle and to change his throwing platform, you know where that's effective? In the pocket. Yes. I mean, the stuff that he is known for doing well is allows him to be effective when he's standing there. Not necessarily out on the run. He's not you know, necessarily jumping in the air. It's not all the crazy athletics that we see that. But little subtle things about finding passing windows, getting it around an arm or around a shoulder or over a head, things like that. He's We know he's famous for being able to do that. Yes. They were somehow able to win this game. You know what the longest run Kansas City had yesterday was? Like 15 yards? Six. Wow. The longest run that the the Chiefs had yesterday was six yards. And Mahomes goes 29 of 43 for 326 yards and two touchdowns. It's amazing. Like, But I, I was just like, do you guys understand that you are talking about Patrick Mahomes? Like, it isn't an avatar for Patrick Mahomes. It's actually Patrick Mahomes. He makes plays in the pocket, too. We remember, oh, I'm going to throw it behind my back. I'm going to throw it with my left hand. I'm going to do this. I'm going to throw from this angle. I'm going to throw on the run. You know, Kelsey was the guy doing all that. What, yeah. what the hell, man? It would. I feel like it would have worked too, but I thought that he was too far. I thought the the split was too wide. He'd have an, even if he caught it, he had, there was a guy closing on him. You think? Yeah, look at it. Okay, the, the, look at the the I, camera shot from behind the the line of scrimmage, not the not the side one though, where it's like you see body. Even even if he secures that thing and turns up field, I think there were two guys that were headed right at him. I I, I texted you guys like. More Matt Nagy arrogance, like that's what right. it felt like in that whole stretch of plays that the the Chiefs were using. I'm like, oh, they've gotten into the oop de oop portion of the playbook, and they've decided that they're going to run it in the first quarter of the game. Cool. More arrogance by Matt Nagy. <laughs> well, he is on their coaching staff, right? He's right there with Patrick, and it felt like Philly special Oompa Loompa. Like, they're out here just doing stuff, and they've been doing it, like, the whole time. They're out here doing uh, choreography of the Jackson 5, and, <laughs> and they, Dan, like, let's stop for a second and really think about this. They did a hook and ladder when you didn't have to. 
Like, that's a play that's usually reserved for late game situation. We're going to act like we're throwing the ball kind of over the middle, even though we don't have any timeouts, so that we can pitch it and get some extra yards and put ourselves in field goal position and let a guy run out of bounds. Not the first quarter. Why not? I'm here for it. It just took me by surprise. Get yards. And you're like, oh, wow. Hey, if we're doing rugby stuff at the goal line, if we're doing a rugby mall with every one of these sneaks right now where it's get, you know, build the momentum of the pile, why not introduce a little? Because that was kind of a rugby pitch that he made. That was like an old like John Hadel kind of spun lateral. Well, he had more time, too. Like, that's the other part of it, which is strange because one would think there's Travis Kelsey. He's going to get the ball you should probably blanket him because there are less people on the Kansas City offense that can hurt you. But they didn't. Maybe he's got the Jordy Nelson cloaking device. It's possible. He's just a damn good player. And and, and I was worried when you started to hear the, well, his back is, he's having back spasm. He becomes a game time decision. I'm like, oh, well, this is really going to be a challenge for, for Patrick and his greatness. And I I do want to talk more about that, but I also want to give some love to Chris Jones. When you talk about the concept of wrecking a game. From the interior of the line. That's what we've been talking about with with your whole discussion about the Bears draft pick and if they end up still in that top three somehow or top four and the, the, the Will Anderson versus Carter. Like, you want that dude. The flexibility of Jones, too. He, they did so much cool stuff with him where he's lined up at three. Well, let's just call it three technique. He's lined up in a five. He even lined up in a wide nine at one point. Like To have a player like that that's got the ability to rush from different angles and put pressure can find your weakest point. The only thing that I can think of, and I don't like to invoke this player's name because this player is is on another planet, it was like Aaron Donald. Like That's the type of stuff, and obviously like Chris Jones is a finalist for Defensive Player of the Year, but this guy did stuff that you have Aaron Donald do in games, where it's like, hey, Aaron, this is last year's Super Bowl against Cincinnati yet again. Aaron, we need you to, to win the game. Okay, I'm just going to go push this guy into that guy. How about that? You think that'll work? Sure, your world, whatever you want to do. Cool. And then he goes and pushes this guy into that guy. And then Joe Burrow throws an interception or a deflected pass, and there you go. Well, that's one thing that gives me pause when I think about the upcoming game is just the fact that the Philadelphia's line has got any number of guys who can make that kind of impact. And... Jeez, Reddick is like baby Parsons. He's he, fun, man. And we saw it against the Bears. He, I mean, he's, he's fun. He's the, he is a disruptive, destructive player. You see him get out on the edge on people and who and just push their hands away. Someone wrote it. I, I'm I don't know if it was John Greenberg, but someone wrote maybe it was even Kevin Fishbane that part of the reason that the Bears didn't get. Hassan Reddick is because John Fox had coached him at the senior bowl and he like destroyed at the senior bowl and then went from being a possible second round pick to a sure first round pick. 
But that dude, man, he's... Sounds like Aaron Donald. Same thing happened with him. Problematic. Good luck, bruh, with all of that. We're going to continue to talk the championship weekend. We had a full day of football. It was a weird day. though. It just, it's really just too bad that that first game stopped being a game. Yeah. It really is. It just because you, know, you you get ready for it, and then when you realize that when it's starting to sink in that oh they don't have a quarterback, and it becomes non competitive, and you're just watching the seconds tick by and thinking what this is what what am I doing here? What are we doing? Yeah, you almost wanted to see the 49ers just just throw in the throw in the damn towel, just tap out. Because there was really nothing that they can do. Although they they didn't do the best that they could have done. And I want to talk about that some more. So we'll do that. It's Bernstein and Holmes talking Championship Sunday with you on The Score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Bernstein and Holmes, middays 10 to 2 on 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. We cannot confirm whether the ball hit the wire or not. As a result, the penalty will be enforced from the succeeding spot, first down. Apologies for the delay, but we wanted to confirm that. One of the oddities from yesterday's game where everyone's like, I think that ball hit the wire. And then they're like, no, it didn't. Oh, okay. Can we, like, check a replay or something? Sure. What did the replay tell you? Nothing? Awesome. Play on. I do hope that the NFL spends some time this week going over some of their protocols. Because it felt like, even though in some cases things were called correctly and others they weren't, it felt like people were doing their jobs for the first time on Sunday. We go, you get the whole team being like, "No, God, like, I didn't miss the punt. It it hit the wire. It hit that wire. Well, we can't there. confirm that it did. Well, come on. 
We cannot confirm whether the ball hit the wire or not. Why not? Why can't you? I just love that they had to say it, you know? Why can't you? Weren't they just touting their chip technology? Yeah. Like, wasn't that a thing there's just a com- last there's week? There's a computer in the ball. Why can't the, that, the chip tell us what happened? The ball should what be able to happened? Ta- well, the ball should be able to talk to you and be able to say, you press a button and it says, I hit the wire. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I mean, just, it, it. come on. And then to say like, oh, we didn't know the whistle uh, blew or something, <laughs> so you get more time. That's a do-over and a ghost runner on third. I mean, it's like, come Like, put the time back on the clock. Everyone come off the sidelines. You got another opportunity. Why? Well, the guy and the thing and then stuff. So we're just going to do it over again. Oh, okay. Is this the championship game? Yeah. <laughs> no. Yes. But apparently not. All right. Here's Blanco. <laughs> I'm just really disappointed that you're, and, and I think your point is well taken that if you're trying to win the game, if you're Kyle Shanahan, and it's not just like, well, we're screwed, so we're going to go 10 on 11 and have a guy out there who can literally only hand off, rather than say, hey, C Mac. Whatever you got, whatever you can do, let's run some single wing, some wing T. Let's do th- you know, student body right, student body left, old-fashioned uh, option, whatever we can do. Draw it up in the dirt right? And, and try to at least have the math work out. But they didn't. So you know, it just got really disappointing to be like, all right. Well. Yeah, it, I mean, if that last quarter was hard to watch because you knew that Brock Purdy couldn't do anything. And even watching him hand off, like how careful he was being. Because sometimes, like, I, violent is probably not the right word, but it's a crisp movement that's happening between quarterback and running back to get the ball into the running back's hands. And you had him kind of gingerly handing the ball off and then making sure that he's getting out of harm's way on the play. I would have preferred them to especially with all the talent that they have. like they, They've got a bunch of guys that can actually do different things to then be creative enough to have an offense without a court. I, maybe, I can't imagine that Shanahan didn't have this playbook for this group of guys, but apparently he didn't. And to be, to be completely honest... I the injury to Purdy cheated me out of something I was rooting for. Was him to be exposed? Yeah, that's what I, you wanted. I, I kind of, truth be told, if people are actually saying what I've been saying all weekend, I was looking forward to him turning back into a pumpkin. I really was. I was looking forward to a big boy pass rush m- making his life difficult. But I mean, and you got it. Yeah, but I, not really. I did. I I was looking forward to to just the whole game. Like, all right, you made it. This it's enough. It's enough of this. You were looking forward to fifteen to thirty five. Yeah. 150 yards, two interceptions. Yeah, maybe late yards, you know, coming back and just, you know, getting the free underneath stuff late, and, you know, sort of padding the yard total. But it's one of those days where where professional sports truth reasserted itself. Mm-hmm. I, I like those. Those are, those are satisfying days. 
when they occur sometimes. It's like, this isn't supposed to happen. This has been a lovely story. It's, it's like, you know, it's like in the NCAA tournament sometimes where, you know, crazy little scrappy fun team finally meets the team that just just pulls it out and beats them over the head with it. Who was the team from last year? Was it the, it was uh, uh, the team from Jersey. Yeah, the, uh, Shaheen Holloway was the coach. And it was just kind of the same thing. You watch them and right. you go, oh, that's adorable. And then you're like, oh, that's too bad. Yeah, now you lost by 30. Go home. St. Peter's? Does that sound right? Is it St. Peter's? Saint jo- not St. Joe's. It's not St. Joe's. It was the other year when it was Phil Martelli's St. Joe's. I think uh, it's St. Peter's think that's right. or St. Anne's. I think that's right. And that was St. Elsewhere. They were fun. and it's a, it's, But in pro sports, even more so. I, th- that's kind of the place for it. College sports, that's the place for it. Because college basketball is so awful. Oh, my God, is college basketball bad. And to see a team do that, it shouldn't be that big a surprise because the overall quality of play is now just so low that seeing some of those differences, it doesn't – and I don't care. You know, for, When you watch a lot of NFL and you're like, There's, there are things in the NFL that are just supposed to be true. It did feel like a one of these things is not like the other with Brock Purdy and the rest of the quarterbacks that were playing in the Final Four – because, you know, Joe Burrow's a Stone Cold killer. <laughs> like, like for real. Same thing with Patrick Mahomes, and we're finding out the the good and the bad of Jalen Hurts. And then there's, like, Brock Purdy. Like, here's this story. And maybe this is why that you have Shanahan being like, I, I want to make sure that I have guys that match not just from picking up scheme, but also from a talent standpoint. It might end up making their whole situation a lot easier, too. If it's what your friend told you and he has to have TJ surgery, they don't have to worry about the whole... Well, that's on the table. I'm not reporting no, that. No, I'm no. just saying that... The, the that's first... what I'm saying. If it is, yeah. the, then they don't have to worry about the, oh, well, what if Brock Purdy is going to be your quarterback going forward? Maybe he's not mm. going to be your quarterback going Forward. I would like to think that maybe a couple things could be true here. One is he could have had a terrific year and they could have done a terrific job scheming everything to make his life easier and to make sure that he wasn't exposed. And they also might say, that's as far as we're going to go. And there's the, we're still going to try to upgrade at that position. Texer asked an interesting question. Didn't McCaffrey play quarterback at Stanford? Like a little mm-hmm. bit, not a ton. Like, there were plays for him. They had a package of things, yeah. But here's the thing about that. This is not the offense that you can just put quarterback X in. As much as we like to make people think that the offense is so good and the system's so good that anyone can drop in and play it, it's complicated, and you need to be able. But that, but you're right, and they should have a package for maybe not McCaffrey. Maybe Debo is the guy that you should have had a package of plays for or Kittle or Juszczyk. Someone, if you were going into the game, like think about it this way. You're the head coach of the San Francisco 49ers and you are two hits away from not having a quarterback. And the quarterbacks you do have are Josh Johnson and Brock Purdy. It would behoove you to have something even if we're talking about two-point conversion plays or whatever, where you could make it even and you could put hat on hat and make it 11 on 11 instead of clearly having a quarterback that can't do anything. 
You you had a player out there who could not do anything, and you didn't want to put him in harm's way. So even if you were going to run like an option play with Brock Purdy, if he gets hit again, you've already put him in danger by putting him out there. You know, like th- that seems negligent. So, but it also seems negligent to me that Shanahan didn't have a contingency, knowing that his quarterbacks are Josh Johnson and Brock Purdy. Yeah, Josh Johnson's really bad. And I felt horrible for him because the same thing. It's but the part- one off his hands. I mean, I felt bad too, but you, it's the NFC Championship game. You, you, you can't like just fumble a snap like but, that. Well, you, you can, but you should probably go harder to try and retrieve it. That too. All of it. Like you that that's that's the play that, that that's why you've been on 26 teams. But you know what it shows you also? It shows you how how important the quarterback position is and how there aren't enough talented people to play it. Well, actually, now that I think about it too, th- 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 as we're reminded of that, we have to keep that in mind. With every time we are we were irate at these ridiculous roughing the passer penalties. And we should be, because some of them are just horrible. This idea of, what are you, not allowed to tackle the quarterback? Kind of no. You're kind of not. And you know, the full weight of the tackle on the quarterback. And all week of the regular season, you know, every week I should say, there's, there's at least one egregiously bad roughing the passer penalty that is simply the tackling of the quarterback. That's why. What you're saying is why. And if we could ever find a way to make it all reconciled where it doesn't, where we don't have the extremes, that would be awesome. But we may have to take the extremes in an effort to do what you're doing and, and just say, you don't want to watch teams on their fourth quarterback. You don't want to watch teams on their second quarterback. In most cases, you do not want to watch teams on their second quarterback. And when you get down to the, hey, we just signed a guy off the street type deal. And and I'm under no illusions that if they had the emergency quarterback that they would win the game, but they would at least have had a chance. You had zero chance yesterday with sending Brock Purdy back there playing with one arm. And unfortunately, not the arm that could throw. You know, it... it if he's a one-arm quarterback because he's got something going on in his elbow on the other side, you could at least have him throw it, I guess, even though he'd still be in danger. It just it made it made everything what was rhythm. I re, I was actually before the touchdown, before the half, I had already had my GIF game loaded up. I was gonna have Janet Jackson and Rhythm Nation out there because the NFC Championship game had absolutely no rhythm to it. The first quarter was a was a zoo. It was really terrible. It's really terrible. So I I wonder. You never want to overreact, and you don't want to do too much crazy stuff if you're an organization like the NFL. But in their review of Championship Sunday, do they think that they did a good job? Does do they think that if you're Fox this morning? Are you sitting there going, we did a good job on this? Then the point that I brought up earlier about, because people were texting in saying, yeah, you know, the booth was doing, wasn't doing a great job on Brock Purdy either. And that's partially because they're flying blind. Like 
they're supposed to be getting information from the sideline. There, there's a game that's going on in front of them, so it's a little bit. Di- and usually, people are. What did Greg tell us? I, I can't remember what he said when we talked to him on whether he's looking at the monitor or if he's looking at the field. I, there- I think he said he looks at the field until the replay. That's right. I think that's what he told us. Then he goes back and he's able to look at it to analyze it. If you're doing all of that, it's hard. The, the vantage point to try and find Brock Purdy. And you probably have a spotter up there with you, but it's it's hard for them to be able to fully tell you what's happening at the sideline. That's the whole point of the sideline reporter. It's the whole bit. The booth doesn't know exactly what's going on. The truck doesn't know. Right. Let's go down to the person who's there. You know, actually, if you look at the the stuff that Grody does, it's it's more thorough than yes. the stuff you get on the networks. Yes. And and you know what? I, I think it's because they don't want to tread heavily because of the blue injury tent and everything else that maybe the networks and, and the, maybe the, the league has leaned on them to the point where they're kind of like, well, eh. So the only pushback that you're going to get now is going to be from, from big gambling. That if, in fact, we need the information and the marketplace, the, the, the gambling marketplace needs better information what's the recourse if but like you say still it's still one person who's credentialed to work for a network who's literally allowed to go anywhere and ask those questions foxes i that's what i felt watching the game what you just illustrated dan i felt as if fox was trying really hard to not upset the apple cart exactly exactly that that's the impression i get as well that 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 Pendulum has swung so far toward in favor of the league and teams against actual journalism being done because teams just don't want anybody to know anything. Like I say, the the salvation may be in the gambling marketplace where they're going to say, "Look, if we're going to do this, we have to." If, if people aren't going to feel they're getting a reasonable shot to know the chances of that a team's going to win or lose. Based on the information they have, that that's gonna there's got to be some pushback. The other part for me, and I'm, I mean, it's a, I'm gonna levy a criticism against a broadcaster who I really like, both professionally and personally. I've never thought Tom Rinaldi was a great sideline reporter. He's an essayist. He's a great storyteller, and he makes you emote with the stories that he is able to craft and find, and people tell him stuff. But in the moment. Like, you know what? As a sideline reporter, you got to be kind of a jerk. Guess what? You know who you kind of wanted in that moment? Pam Oliver. Yeah. Because Pam's like, what you going to do? You going to fire me? <laughs> That's <laughs> like, what I mean. You like, like you, you're not making friends there. You're, you're, a sideline reporter is not a diplomat. They can be. But, but I, in that moment, you want someone to at least give some information. And maybe they were, like maybe this is one of those things where EA and Tom are texting Greg and being like, hey, this is what I can tell you off the record, tread lightly, blah, 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 blah. I just know that it was, it was, it was apparent how, it was obvious how much it was missing in yesterday's game. Where you're going, this is the lead story of this game. And then once you get down to Josh Johnson getting a concussion, 
you're sitting there going, um, guys, we didn't even know. The speculation was going on that Juszczyk was the emergency quarterback for the, the 49ers yesterday. And Walk me through it. Tell me what's happening. Tell me about what's happening with the helmets. Tell me if there's animated conversations that are going on. You can still walk the line, in my opinion, and give the information to the public. And I, I don't think Fox did a really good job of that yesterday. It was disappointing. But we come back, a catalog of pettiness. If you're just following some of the memes and some of the reactions and you're not sure of the timeline of some of this stuff, we'll do a quick, fun explainer next. Bernstein and Holmes on the score. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Dan Bernstein, Lawrence Holmes, middays 10 to 2 on 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. I will be going um, on Saturday morning. I'll be arriving in Kansas City, so I'll be at the game at Burrowhead Stadium. See what I did there? Yeah, there was a lot that was going on, and maybe in, in the aftermath of everything, you lost track of who said what to whom about what. Or maybe, I, I think the mayor stuff people didn't know. I think people heard Burrowhead. I think they heard that, and they heard some of the you know the, the back and forth that was going on with the Bengals, and then Chris Jones was upset this week, and he had talked about some of the, and I'm, I'm here, to, for the record, I'm here for trash talk. I really like Joe Burrow. I like how he... Well, you're he, also a pro wrestling fan. Yeah, I, I like a good promo. I like when people cut a promo. So I, I enjoy that. I did think, and, and this also has to do with you know how our mayor sometimes meatballs it up when it comes to sports. I really think that a lot of people need to throttle back. Now, we, we hear all the time of this city's playing this city, this city's like, hey, I'll bet you that yeah, our team we'll wins. We'll send you 30 pounds of Italian right. beef if you send us the cheesesteak. And that's right. probably yeah. the way to do it. Like, you get to you get to put some of your city's businesses up front, and they get to put some of their city's businesses up front, and it's a fun exchange. This crossed the line of being a fun exchange. And if you were wondering why there was such a reaction from – the, the Chiefs after the game, it's because Cincinnati Mayor Aftab Pureval, Pureval did this earlier in the week. Good afternoon, Cincinnati. I have a proclamation from the desk of the mayor. Be it proclaimed, whereas the Cincinnati Bengals are headed to Burrowhead Stadium for their second consecutive AFC championship game. Whereas at last year's game, the Bengals scored more points than the Chiefs, resulting in a Bengals victory and a Chiefs loss. Whereas Joseph Lee Burrow, who's 3-0 against Mahomes, has been asked by officials to take a paternity test to confirming whether or not he's his father. Whereas all season long, Cincinnati has been on a path of destiny, fighting it out to overcome anyone who stands between them and a Super Bowl win. And whereas Kansas City 
is named after its neighboring state, which is, you know, just kind of weird. Now, therefore, I, Aftab Pierval, mayor of the city of Cincinnati, do hereby proclaim January 29th, 2023, as they got to play us day in Cincinnati. Thank you. So most of that is fine. It's also because he dressed it up in official yes! wording. Yes! It's one thing to meatball it up and clearly as an aside or in a radio interview, but to stand there at a lectern and make a, a, a proclamation. Right, and whatnot. Right. That's, that sort of raises the stakes. And the paternity test thing was like, that's the line. Like, we get that that's a thing that people say, oh, you're such and such, uh, you're my son. And you- Yeah, but what bothers me because of the history of some of that trope, and even though because of who we're talking about here, it might not fit some of the stereotypical aspect of it, but that whole idea of of fatherhood and that, uh-huh. like, there's just, don't. There's no reason to tiptoe up to that. Correct. And I, I don't even suspect that this this mayor even realized that. But it's like, oh, that's a bad look. And so, you know, people are, they stick up for their people. And this is why, after the game, Travis Kelsey was on fire talking about this. So thank God, man. <laughs> Woo! How about this beautiful trophy? Huh? Hey, I got some wise words for that Cincinnati mayor. Know your role and shut your mouth, you jabroni. You gotta fight for your right to party. So then he gets back to fun, Kelsey. But he was upset about all of that. Patrick Mahomes is not really a trash talker. I'm sure that on the field he is, but, you know, he's not doing that in front of microphones. And afterwards, he was like, all right, well, I guess I can dunk on this dude, too. Yeah, I think guys were probably the most pumped up I'd seen him going into a football game. Uh, a lot of trash talk coming from a lot of different places. I think no one picked us to win. If so, it was like 5% of people. Um, and uh, we think we've built up enough uh, enough respect to, to have a chance to go out and win every game. So uh, whenever you feel like you're the underdog, when you're playing at Arrowhead Stadium, uh, it gets guys ready to go. What is it in particular they said? Burrowhead stuff? Yeah, I mean, you got Burrowhead. You say, I mean, they beat us last time. They were talking about we, we got to play them. There was a lot of stuff. I mean, the mayor came at me, man. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I understand he's the mayor of Cincinnati, so he has to think about something. But, uh, I mean, it's, it, it's something that you just got to play the football game and then let your play do the talking. So it was it was whack, right? Like it was and now we go back to it where the paternity test thing. Remember, Patrick Mahomes has a very famous father. And that very famous father yesterday was on the field, lit up a, a stogie, and had some things that he wanted to say too. You got a cigar on your own, I see. Yeah, I'm smoking the Joe Barrow. You smoking on the Joe Barrow? I'm smoking on the Joe Barrow. How's know? it feel to be headed back to the Super Bowl? Uh, it feels great, you know. You know, my big boy did what he always do. You know, he's going to show up and, and show out. And I'm just glad he did it. <laughs> he's got a great sound, doesn't he? Yep. That's uh, that's I believe that was my cousin Kevin, Kevin Holmes from KSHB TV. That's a that got Texan that sound right there, right? That's a Texan. So if you were wondering like why it was a little extra yesterday. 
Because ordinarily you don't see that. Like, you didn't see that in the other game where even though the benches cleared at one point in that game, you didn't see them taking, like, verbal shots at each other. That's why. Because it was like a step across the line. And I, I, I would like for the mayor of Cincinnati to apologize to Patrick. I don't know if he has, but he should. I mean, I understand he's the mayor of Cincinnati, so he has to think about something. But uh... And remember, with Travis Kelsey, Travis Kelsey played at Cincinnati. Know your role and shut your mouth, you jabroni. The Rock says, know your role and shut your mouth. Jabroni. See, I thought Jabroni was as Iron Sheik. Yeah, co-opted by The Rock. Okay, because it, it, it comes from jobber. Yeah, like that. It's it's a term that's thrown around in the wrestling world. But yeah, it's a, it's an Iron Sheik ism that was co-opted by The Rock. Okay, you are Jabroni Empire. <laughs> it's it, it's all fun. So so for me. Last night as I'm watching the post game, I'm like, yeah, this is right in my wheelhouse right here. Let's go. Attitude era, WWE stuff. Clearly, Travis Kelsey had been speaking of the Kelseys. Hey. I'm what you know what? I want to talk about this a little bit more in depth. Because I do want to talk about I want us to talk about Philly, but you know, they do a podcast together. And I'm wondering, I, I was thinking as a podcast producer yesterday, and I was thinking, like, here's what I do. If I were in charge of the Kelsey Brother podcast, what's it called? In the Heights or Out of the Heights or something like that? But I've got some ideas for that, and we've got some stuff that we want to talk about as it pertains to the Eagles, because we haven't really talked about them and Justin Fields. We will do that next. It's Bernstein. It's Holmes. It's Championship Monday here on The Score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.